0: Hello, and welcome to the Kiss and Cry Crossroads podcast. I am your host, Naomi Brunel, and I'd like to talk a little bit about history today. We are going to review a little bit of the map from the last episode about the universe, And I want you guys to make a little bit of a homework assignment out of this talk because a lot of questions may arise, but if you have any concerning questions or comments, please leave a comment in my Instagram or my blog. I also want to let you guys know I'm doing a giveaway right now. Until next week, and if you follow and download this episode, And show proof that you've done it on your Instagram story. Just follow the instructions and you will have a high chance of winning a basket of wonderful items I use every day that's worth over $100. And I'm sure you love it. So if you have a computer or a phone and you don't have scriptures from the LDS church. Of Jesus Christ, then I'd suggest downloading the LDS Tools app to come follow me in today's episode, or you can look online and google lds.org. So this morning I was studying Doctrine and Covenants, chapter 88, and it's teaching the power of war and peace and the priesthood and how our prayers were answered so to review chapter 88 in a little bit with a deeper understanding let's go to section 86. in section 86 we learn on december 6th 1832 the prophet Smith of Kirkland, Ohio, received answers to his prayers about reviewing the Bible. Now, most people might say that 72% of the LDS Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is in correspondence to the bible that 72% of the book of mormon and the doctrine and covenants or pearl great price all matches up in remembrance of christ and the structure that he wants for us in this lifetime so we can succeed happily ever after so in section 86 Again, in December 6, we learn that Joseph received this revelation. In verse 5 through 7, I will read to you, and it says, Behold, verily I say unto you, The angels are crying unto the Lord day and night, who are ready and waiting to be sent forth to reap down the fields. But the Lord saith unto them, Pluck not up the tares, while the blade is yet tender. For verily your faith is weak, lest you destroy the wheat also. Now pay attention to this next verse in 7. It says, Therefore let the wheat and the tares grow together until the harvest is fully ripe. Then you shall first gather out the wheat from among the tares, and after the gathering of the wheat. Behold and lo, the tares are bound in bundles and the field remained to be burned. So he's basically saying that our work was pointless (laughs) unless we yielded to our strengths Basically stop what you're doing and you might be able to gain strength and worthiness to your lineage and where you come from. The You may gain strength to having more spiritual power, specifically the priesthood power. And that's a huge deal because we knew... We know that there was a lot of apostasy when Christ died, and all of his apostles died with his miracle. Uh, mir, excuse me, miraculous powers. And in section eighty-eight, it was the day before, or excuse me, the day of Christmas in eighteen thirty-two, when the prophet. In that same month, received revelation that a civil war was to come, and the troubles among many nations were going to be more visible, and they were only going to begin the church out of wilderness. So there was a breakout that consumed all nations. And thereafter, in section 88, he also received another revelation in Ohio with a parable uh, designated and summarized as the olive leaf plucked from the tree of paradise, the Lord's message of peace to the saints. So, after their faith has become so strong, we read beautiful verses that I'd like to read with you guys today on a more spiritual note. So, it starts saying, Verily thus saith the Lord unto you who have assembled yourselves together to receive his will concerning you. Behold, This is pleasing unto the Lord and the angels rejoice over you and the alms of your prayers have come up into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath and are recorded in the book of the names of the sanctified, even them of the celestial world. Wherefore I now send upon you another comforter, even upon you, my friends, that is, abide in your hearts, even the Holy Spirit of promise, which other comforter is the same. I would say that's Jesus Christ. That I promised unto my disciples. As is recorded to the testimony of John so there are many verbs in this section. Pardon my pause, but I just want you guys to highlight any lights of truth. Because in the last episode, I mentioned a little bit about how the current news is talking a lot about different things. And we need to be able to find the truth of all things, right? Um. So... In verse 5, let's carry on, says, Which glory is that of the church of the firstborn, even of God, the holiest of all, through Jesus Christ his Son? He that ascended up on high, as also he descended below all things, in that he comprehended all things, that he might be in all and through all things the light of truth. Which truth shineth, this is the light of Christ, as also he is in the sun and the light of the sun and the power thereof by which it was made. Let's pause, close quote. So in that verse, when life was put on earth on day four, It was Christ because it said light of Christ is in the sun and the light of the sun and the power thereof by which it was made. And that brings joy to my heart because I'm sure just like many of you, when there's been beautiful days that have passed upon us, We can know and say, that's the image of the Lord that loves me. Every day when we see the light in our lives, literally, or maybe theoretically, we should be able to say with no doubt, with no delusion, that we're so grateful and on the right path because we know who we are and who the Son is. And we can't deny those things by law. It is a structure, just how the world was made. Structure plus unstructured things equal a mess. So you're either going to be unstructurized when you say things, or structurized and admit the truth that Christ is the light. As and we continue in verse 8, it says, As also he is the in the moon, and is the light of the moon, and the power thereof, by which it was made. And also the light of the stars, and the power thereof, by which they were made. And the earth also, and the power thereof, even the earth upon which you stand, and the light which shineth, which giveth you life, light, excuse me, is through him who enlightens your eyes, which is the same light that quickens your understandings, which light proceedeth forth from the presence of God to fill the immensity of space. So that's pretty amazing to think about um, that light, is such a big part of this sun, moon, and stars which created things, which created him, I would say. And so now, verily, I say unto you that through the redemption which is made of you is brought to pass the resurrection from the dead. Okay. So in verse 14 through 17, we are talking about, so far, the redemption. And let's continue to see what that says. And the spirit and the body are the soul of man. And the resurrection from the dead is the redemption of the soul. And the redemption of the soul is through him that quickeneth all things in whose bosom it is decreed that the poor and the meek of the earth shall inherit it okay so just as stars die we die and if we honor our life we just as the trumps will sing will be resurrected one by one from if we, like, m- lived in a way of the sun, moon, or stars, we will be resurrected in that order after the triumph of the sun, moon, and stars in the resurrection is what it's saying here. And in verse 18, we'll continue saying, Therefore, it must needs be sanctified from all unrighteousness that it may be prepared For the celestial glory. For after it hath filled the measure of its creation, it shall be crowned with glory. Even with the presence of God the Father. So, in verse 20 to 24, there are lots of structured verbs that will influence Um, our opinions so in 20 it says the bodies who are of the celestial kingdom may possess it forever and ever for for this intent was it made and created and for this intent are they sanctified verse 21 and they who are not sanctified through the law which I have given unto you, even the law of Christ must inherit another kingdom, even that of a celestial kingdom, or that of the telestial kingdom. I feel very inspired to share this today, because before we were talking about the universe, and now we're talking about how that light of the universe co-inherits to proceed and existent for us eternally. Today, we can memorize the sun as the celestial kingdom, and the moon, the terrestrial, and the stars telestial. I like to say C turtle to memorize the slow beat pattern of memorizing the order. So in verse 22, let's go on, and it says, for he who is not able to abide the law of a celestial kingdom cannot abide a celestial glory. In verse 23, and he who cannot abide the law of the celestial kingdom cannot abide a terrestrial glory. In verse 24, and he who cannot abide the law of the celestial kingdom cannot abide the a telestial glory therefore he is not meet for a kingdom of glory therefore he must abide a kingdom which is not a kingdom of glory which would be hell um it's just easy to believe that there's heaven and hell um but yeah this really would sharpen our faith to know that we can standardize ourselves in elements of covenants and promises to the Lord in our prayer. Or you can be a voice for the voiceless. Or, like me, trying to exercise my tools, my faith, by sharing with you guys. Um, Or you can be bounded um, in your faith other ways, right? So let's go on in 25, and it says, And again, verily I say unto you, the earth abideth the law of its celestial kingdom, for it filleth the measure of its creation, and transgresseth not the law. Wherefore it shall be sanctified, yea, notwithstanding it shall die, and it shall be quickened again, and shall abide the power by which it is quickened, and the righteous shall inherit it. For notwithstanding, they die, they also shall rise, a spiritual body. So that's basically what I already discussed in summary. Um, So likes attracts likes. My friend Megan likes to say that a lot. And I might have her come in the show in the near future. We actually tried doing my first podcast um, together when I was in California this month um, visiting family and friends, um, so I'll see if I can't add her in to a recording soon, um, but we were just messing around having fun, so I would have to explain a little bit about what we were talking about, um, but ignore that for now, and here I guess it says in 28 verse 31, it explains Uh, What Megan Carter was kind of trying to explain to me. Likes for likes. Um, I do this all with live recording right now. Um, I know how to edit things. It just feels more natural to be able to talk to you guys over the phone. Anyways. um, Yeah, you can find out who Megan Carter is. Shout out. She's on my personal Instagram page. But... In this scripture, it says, They who are of a celestial spirit shall receive the same body, which was a natural body. Even ye shall receive your bodies, and your glory shall be the glory by which your bodies are quickened. Ye who are quickened by a portion of the celestial glory shall then receive of the same even a fullness. And they who are quickened by a portion of the terrestrial glory shall then receive of the same even a fullness. And also they who are quickened by a portion of the telestial glory shall then receive the same even a fullness. Close quote. So, um... Chapter 88 is just about like four or five pages long. Um, I'm going to start skipping around and just some of the highlights from this chapter. So let's skip 32 and read 33. And it says, For what doth it profit a man if a gift is bestowed upon him and he received not a gift? Behold, he rejoices not in that which is given unto him, neither rejoices in him who is... The giver of the gift. So a reward needs to come with longevity. It's not just something that you can bestow on someone. And they be grateful for it. Because you want to feel the worthiness that you are of worth. From your hard work to receive that gift. Um, so... Laws are given, and those are the structures that help us proceed forward instead of moving backwards. Just like tectonic plates, as we know, they don't like to slide backwards. They only like to move forward. So they're either going to crash more forward and build something or not designate. So in verse 36... It says all kingdoms have a law given and there are no there in 37 it says and there are many kingdoms for there is no space in the which there is no kingdom and there is no kingdom in which there is no space either a greater or a lesser kingdom. And unto every kingdom is given a law and unto every law there are certain bounds also the conditions. 39, all beings who abide not in those conditions are, being, are not justified. So we might fall into a laziness in our rectitude of righteousness sometimes. But we must remember to give mercy on ourselves and pray continuously so that we might have mercy. But be the voice of righteousness at all times. And God is listening to you, and you will be guided, I believe, into the righteous path. In verse 40, it says, For intelligence cleaveth, un- in-, excuse me, I love this verse, so I want to say it clearly. <laughs> in verse 40, it says, For intelligence cleaveth unto intelligence, wisdom receiveth wisdom, truth embraceth truth. Virtue loveth virtue, light cleaveth unto light, mercy hath compassion on mercy, and claimeth her own, just discontinueth its course, and claimeth its own judgment, goeth before the face of him who sitteth upon the throne, and governeth. And executeth all things. How medieval does that sound? Pretty awesome. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's given. It's a fact I believe in for sure. This year I've been working on my wisdom so I can cleave on to other wise people. Because I feel like that's like one of the hardest things to gain. Or to be blessed with. Um, in verse 41 it says... He comprehendeth all things, and all things are before Him, and all things are round about Him. And He is above all things, and in all things, and is through all things, and is round about all things, and all things are by Him, and of Him, even God, forever and ever. And again, verily I say unto you, He hath given a law unto all things by which they move in their times and their seasons." And their courses are fixed, even the courses of the heavens and the earth, which is comprehended the earth and all of the planets. So in our next few verses, we're going to talk about the universe again. 44 through, let's say, 50. And I'd highlight these if I were you, if you can. And it says, and they give light to each other in their times and in their seasons, in their minutes, in their hours, in their days, in their weeks, in their months, in their years. All these are one year with God, but not with man. So time moves very fast with God because He's so infinite that we're just like turtles. <laughs> Verse 45. The earth rolls upon her wings, and the sun giveth his light by day, and the moon giveth her light by night, and the stars also give their light as they roll upon their wings in their glory in the midst of the power of God. 46. Unto that what what shall I liken these kingdoms? And ye may understand. Behold, all these are kingdoms, and any man who hath seen any or the least of these hath seen God, moving in his majesty and power. I say unto you, He hath seen him. Nevertheless, he who came unto his own was not comprehended. The light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness Comprehendeth it not nevertheless the day shall come when you shall comprehend even God, being quickened in him and by him, then shall ye know that ye have seen me and I am and that I am the true light that is in you, and that you are in me, otherwise you should not abound. So there are lots of verbs, particularly in verses fifty one and to uh 62 um i'm going to try and start reading more quickly here because we are consuming lots of time (laughs) behold i will liken these kingdoms unto a man having a field and he sent forth his servants into the field to dig in the field and he said unto the first go ye and labor in the field and In the first hour I will come unto you, and ye shall behold the joy of my countenance. And he said unto the second, Go ye also into the field, and in the second hour I will visit you with the joy of my countenance. And also unto the third, saying, I will visit you. And unto the fourth, and so on, until the twelfth. And the Lord of the field highlighted went on to the first in the first hour and tarried with him all the hour and he was made glad with the light of the countenance of his lord and then he withdrew so he visits us guys okay back to verse 57 from the first he that he might visit the second also and the third and the fourth and so on Unto the twelfth. Fifty-eight. And thus they shall receive the twelfth. The light of the countenance of their Lord. Every man in his hour. And in his time. And in his season. Boom, boom, boom. He sees us all in action. Fifty-nine. It says. Beginning at the first. And so on unto the last. And from the last unto the first and from the first unto the last every man in his own order who until his hour was finished even according as his lord has commanded him that his lord might be glorified in him and he in his and he in his lord and they shall all might be glorified Therefore, unto his parable will liken all these kingdoms and the inhabitants thereof, every kingdom in its hour and in its time and in the season, even according to the decree which the Lord hath made. And again, verily I say unto you, my friends, I leave these sayings with you to ponder in your hearts with this commandment, which I give unto you, that ye shall call upon me when I am near. Verse 63 is verbalized as, Draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you. Seek me diligently, and ye shall find me. Ask, and ye shall receive. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. Great verse. 64. Whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, it shall be given unto you. That it is expedient for you. And if you ask anything that is not expedient for you. It shall turn unto your condemnation. Behold that which you hear is as the voice of one crying in the wilderness. In the wilderness because you cannot see him. My voice because my voice is spirit. My voice is truth. Truth abideth and hath no end, and if it be in you, it should be abound. Let's take the next verses into account. And if your eye be a single to my glory, your whole body shall be filled with light, and there shall be no darkness in you, and that your body, which is filled with light, comprehendeth all things. Therefore, sanctify yourselves that your minds becometh single to God, and the days will come that you shall see him, for he will unveil his face unto you, and it shall be in his own time and in his own way and according to his own will. The most repeated word in the Book of Mormon is remember. So let's see what this next verses want us to remember. It says quote, Remember the great and the last promise which I have made unto you. Cast away your idle thoughts and your excessive laughter from you. Tarry ye, tarry ye in this place and call a solemn assembly even of those who are the first laborers in this last kingdom. Now they say who laughed last. Didn't really get the joke. Or who laughs the longest. My idol. Their laughs and tarry on their own way. Sometimes tarry on your own way. Going on your own way. Meaning that I can. Bouse in my own laughter. Is okay. But typically it's not. Because it is vain. All things that we do with our hands. Um. But on that note, let's continue to verse twenty-one, and it says, And let those whom they have warned in their traveling call on the Lord and ponder the warning in their hearts which they have received for a little season. <laughs> Behold, and lo, I will take care of your flocks and will raise up elders and send unto them. Behold, I will hasten my work in its time. Um, This next page, we're going to start with verse 74. It is also very important um, that we acknowledge our wisdom here. So, um, if you were, I'd like to ask if you were to teach a lesson or a topic in a school, say high school, what would it be? Well, I would teach astronomy, geology, domestic and foreign relations, current event, politics, literature, history, affairs, laws, geography, and and Shakespeare, literature. <laughs> there are lots of writers, um, like, mm, let me like Shakespeare and. What, Mark Twain and Jane Austen, um, Defoe and Bronte, you know, there are so many topics. Let me know if I'm missing one, maybe politics, um, that you can go off with this section as well. Um, so let me read, and it says, verse 74 chapter 88, And I give unto you, who are the first laborers in the last kingdom, a commandment, that you assemble yourselves together, and organize yourselves, and prepare yourselves, and sanctify yourselves. Yea, purify your hearts, and clean your hands and your feet before me, that I may make you clean, that I may testify unto you, Father, and your God, and my God, that ye who are clean. From the blood of this wicked generation that I may fulfill this promise. This great and last promise which I have made unto you when I live, I will. And continuing it says, Also I give unto you a commandment that ye shall continue in prayer and fasting from this time forth. And I give you a commandment that you shall teach one another for the doctrine of the kingdom. Now, I didn't actually know that today. Once you like start praying and you, you have faith, you need to continue that faith through prayer. That's a commandment in verse 76. And it says in 78, "Teach ye diligently, and my grace shall attend you, that you may be instructed more perfectly in theory, in principle and doctrine, In the law of the gospel and all things that pertaineth unto the kingdom of God that are expedient for you to understand of things both in heaven and in the earth, and under the earth, things which have been things which are, things which must shortly come to pass, things which are at home, things which are abroad, the wars and the perplexities of the nations and the judgments which are on the land and a knowledge also of countries and of kingdoms. Well, wow, that's something your parents can't teach you. <laughs> anyway, um, in verse 80 it says, Well, that ye may be prepared in all things when I shall send you again to magnify the calling whereunto I called and you and the mission which I have commissioned you. I didn't mean to, um. You know, drop up the beat on my parents. It's just uh, growing up in the church. I feel like there are many parents that stricken in their own ways and teach kids differently. And I was always a free spirit child, so I feel like definitely I learned. Some of my spirituality through my free will of experience and prayer to be honest but it can shake in you without parents or partners or teammates so um none said the truth is in the scripture so let's continue um behold i sent you out to testify and warn the people and it Becometh every man who hath been warned to warn his neighbor. Therefore they are left without excuse, and their sins are upon their own heads. He that seeketh me early shall find me, and shall not be forsaken. Oh, that's cool. That makes me feel better. (laughs) I say a lot of things. Sometimes I don't remember. So that's why this recording helps me, helps you. (laughs) In verse 84, it says, Therefore tarry ye and labor diligently that you may be perfected in your ministry to go forth among the Gentiles for the last time, as many as the mouth of the Lord shall name to bind up the law and seal up the testimony and to prepare the saints for hour of judgment which is to come. In verse 85, it says, "...that their souls may escape the wrath of God, the desolation of abomination which awaits the wicked, both in the world and in the world to come. Verily I say unto you, let those who are not the first elders continue to, in the vineyard until the mouth of the Lord shall call them. For their time is not yet come. Their garments are not clean from the blood of this generation." Abide ye in the liberty where with ye are made free. Entangle not yourselves in sin, but let your hands be clean until the Lord comes. For not many days hence the earth shall tremble and reel to and fro, as a drunken man in the sun shall hide his face and shall refuse to give light. And the moon shall be bathed in blood and the stars shall become exceedingly angry and shall cast themselves down as a fig that falleth from off a fig tree. Let's uh, jump to verse 93. That was pretty astounding to listen to. And it says, Immediately there shall appear a great sign in heaven. And all people shall see it together. And that's cool. That's probably talking about the four sounds of Trump here coming up. And let's see really quick. Uh, Yes, we are almost through. Hang on to the end because that is when the good stuff tends to come out. If you know me at all. Um, yes, okay. So we see here the angels are trumping and ascending in order each sound of the light of Christ. Um, so mm, A lot of these scriptural words are interchangeable um, like life, light, and law, spirit, power, truth, and glory. So these scriptures can give you peace. If I live a celestial law, then I will be a celestial spirit and be resurrected with a celestial body and inherit a celestial glory is what... The first section is breaking down to. And to rehearse, um, there are scriptures in the Book of Mormon that can relate with this um, that I might go back to later. Um, But the trumpets for sounding is the resurrection of the heirs of celestial glory, right? And then it's the resurrection of heirs of terrestrial glory and then the heirs of telestial glory. Um, and then the fourth is the resurrection of the sons, as we read. So the fifth is every knee shall bow and tongue will confess. Uh, Jesus, the Christ, Jesus is the Christ, as we continue to read here. Um, all wickedness and apostasy Shall then end. And then Jesus will say. It is finished. So. um, That happens. By every thousand years. That's quite interesting. Um, And the relation of Acts. We can read. How. um, In the coming days. um, Step by step. We will hear those soundings relatably to the trump bits here in Doctrine and Covenants. So I want to jump to verse 118 in chapter 88 of Doctrine and Covenants. And it says continuously, And as all have not faith, seek ye diligently and teach one another word of wisdom. Yea, seek ye out Of the best books, word of wisdoms, seek learning even by study and also by faith. Now, that's probably the most important scripture. last library I went to had about a million copies of books. And in a lifetime, I can't go through those copies of books. So we need to speak wisdom to one another. Be more businesslike. Act like a friend is a friend even when you are suspicious because being suspicious a mysteriously suspicious person is not correct. It is not structured or a good organization for yourselves. So continually in the scripture says, Prepare every needful thing and establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, and a house of order, a house of God. Those are clean things. Let's jump to 121. States, therefore, cease from all your light speeches, from all laughter, from all lustful desires, from all your pride and light mindedness, and from all your wicked doings. Appoint among yourselves a teacher, and let not all be sp- spokesmen at once, but let one speak at a time and let all listen unto his sayings that when all have spoken, that may be edified of all, and that every man may have an equal privilege. So, in 124, it says not to refrain from miracles that strive within you, right? Um, specifically, how? It, In quote says cease to be idle cease to be unclean cease to find fault one with another cease to sleep longer than is needful uh we could talk about that part later um i think in like messiah and coming tractors i was reading about that Um, In the Come Follow Me manual on the LDS app. Um, Okay, so in quote, as I was saying, it says, Cease to sleep longer than is needful. Retire to thy bed early, that ye may not be weary. Arise early, that your bodies and your minds may be invigorated. I love that feeling. Oh, I like this next verse. And it says, and above all things, clothe yourselves with a bond of charity as with a mantle, which is the bond of perfectness and peace. Like a family uh, loom, album. (laughs) It's a reward to be able to have that mantle of charity representing your family. And 126 It says, pray always that ye may not faint until I come behold and lo, I will come quickly and receive you unto myself. Amen. Okay, so because we have a couple more minutes, I'm going to lead on with one more verse. Jumping to, let's say, 129 actually to 133. And then we'll... Um, probably, yeah, in there. Okay, so, share this education, and quote. Therefore he shall be first in the house of God, in a place that the congregation in the house may hear his words carefully and distinctly, not with loud speech. And when he cometh into the house of God, for he should be first in the house, behold, this is beautiful and he may be an example, let him offer himself in prayer upon his knees before God in token or remembrance of the everlasting covenant. And when any shall come in after him, let the teacher arise, and with uplifted hands to heaven, yea, even directly salute his brother or brethren with these words. Art thou a brother or brethren? Oh my gosh, I love this verse. Imagine we go and greet each other every day like this in church or in school. I'll read again in verse 133 it says, "Art thou a brother or a brethren? I salute you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in token or remembrance of the everlasting covenant in which I receive you to fellowship in a determination that is fixed, immovable, and unchangeable to be a friend and your brother through the grace of God in the bounds of love to walk in all the commandments of God blameless in thanksgiving forgiving and forever amen all right I will stop recording now take care and follow me and download this episode thank you bye y'all had to and a little bit earlier than expected.